But I think a part of the reason why we idolize it and why we do this and why we lose ourselves first, because, you know, being in love feels great. You know, who, who doesn't like to be in love? Who doesn't like those first butterfly, butterfly feelings? Who doesn't like to come home to somebody? But I think, and I, I was thinking about this maybe this summer or maybe last summer, but there's this idea that you can only get to a certain level of joy, peace, and contentment inside of a, of a relationship. And so we seek this inside of a relationship, but I do not believe that it can't be, it cannot be true. Hey girl, hey, welcome to Single You, the podcast. I'm your host, Rika. I'm a dog mom of two precious sweet pit bulls. I'm a lover of Will Smith. I mean, literally since I was nine, I have a problem. Mm -hmm. I finally started rocking my curly fro back in 2017 and never looked back. It's been a journey. I'm a motivational speaker, the single girl's life coach, the CEO and founder of Single You Academy, my online community for women. And you'll often hear me say that singleness is not a punishment. Your single season is not a season to endure, sweetheart. It's a life and a life worth living. You just got to design it. Now, my intention with Single You Academy is to help you discover your worth, girl, so that you can stop tying your identity to men and stop being a people pleaser. And I know you hear all the gurus say, you need to love yourself, you need to know yourself. What, what is that Drake song? Know yourself, know your worth. <laughs> we hear these things all the time, but sometimes we don't know where to start. That's where I come in. I can get you started. If you reach out your hand, I will grab it. So reach out to me if you need to on Instagram. You can slide into my DMs. Or if you don't have Instagram, you can email me as well. And I'll put those in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to Single You, the podcast. Rate it or share it with someone you feel could use a message like this. Thank you for listening. And let's get into the episode. This episode, episode 17, I'm being consistent, I love it, uh, is with Cameo King. And as you see, it's titled, Can You Only Find True Joy in a Relationship? I mean, society will definitely, they make us think so, right? Like, the only true happiness, joy, and fulfillment comes inside of a relationship. But is that true? So Cameo and I, we're going to talk about that. We used to think this way, but we don't anymore. Life moves in the direction of your most dominant thought. And when we thought that way, we ended up trying to cook our way and force our way, serve our way. You've heard me say this before. Into a man's heart to prove our worth, right? I know you've been there. You wouldn't be here if you haven't been there. But let me encourage you because I know you're trying to get out of that cycle and you're sick of the emotional heavy lifting that you do to love men who aren't capable of loving you back in a healthy way. Oh, I know you're sick of that. I got you. This is the episode for you. Can you only find true joy in a relationship with Cameo King? Let's get into the episode. So Cameo, who you see on the screen right now and her beautiful braids, is a global <laughs> leader. <laughs> we have to do the uh, professional and then we go get to the real. <laughs> You're laughing already. <laughs> I know, I'm just like, I love when we get together. Okay. <clears throat> Cameo King is a global leader who advocates for girls and women to show up authentic and whole at home, on the job, and in the community. 
Her passion began in the nation's capital at the Howard University, H-U, you know, <laughs> where she earned her BA in broadcast journalism. She began her career in media as a reporter and anchor for Power 96.5 and 1320 WILS. And as a producer and assignment editor to the CBS affiliate WLNS 6 News in Lansing, Missouri, Cameo became rooted in her commitment to grow local communities after having one of the most rewarding experiences of teaching a media course to a local youth organization. From there, her love of empowering individuals grew. She was promoted from a project director to serving as the chief operating officer for One Love Global, a nonprofit that responds to the social, economic, and developmental needs of vulnerable children and families. Cameo continued following her passion to help serve and cultivate the hearts and minds of the people in education. She continued her collegiate career at Grand Rapids Theological, <laughs> Theological, oh my God, why can I not say that? That I know it's Christian. Seminary school. Seminary school, there we go. Where she gained a Master of Arts in Urban Ministry Leadership. During this time, she also founded Grit, Glam, and Guts, which I saw you have an announcement coming tomorrow about Grit, Glam, and Guts, yay a statewide movement that encourages young girls with arts, civic engagement, and educational opportunities that has expanded from a one-day teen conference in Lansing to now include multiple partnerships in three cities, a week-long residential camp and after-school program. Yes, she is the host, Miss Cameo King, the host of your Good Girl podcast, The Good Girl Podcast, a national multimedia platform known for touching the lives of women, across the different races, incomes, and walks of life through the thought-provoking conversations that address some of the deepest unabashed thoughts of the modern day woman. But Cameo knows none of this would be possible without her faith. She exercises her love for the Lord at the Lansing Church of God in Christ as a licensed missionary. Yes, missionary, okay. She firmly believes that there are no limits in life. Cameo knows that through hard work, strong ethics, and faith in God, the possibilities for her life are endless. Welcome, 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 Miss Cameo King. I appreciate you, my Bison, my Howard graduate. And honestly, we obviously met at Howard and we've been having these conversations. I don't know what happened, but since what? The beginning of the year, in the last, I don't know. We just been like, we need to be talking about yeah. all things, women, relationships, um, being single. Um, because you are like me, you are a single woman, a single black woman who uh, doesn't have any kids. Wait, did you get your cat yet? I, I actually do. She's, I can call her, but she probably, yes, her name is Vanilla. You said what's her name? Her name is Vanilla. She's an all black cat because Vanilla is black. You know, Vanilla, Bean, Vanilla oh. Beans are black. Yeah. 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 Oh, you got your cat. <laughs> <laughs> cameo been thinking about getting a cat for like i don't know the whole covid situation yeah. we finally got her i love it love the name as well and so anyway yeah we've been having these conversations because we're we're kind of living the same lives i feel like you are definitely um a sister from another um you you obviously went to howard like i have but somehow we've arrived to our mid-30s and we're single and society thinks that we're sad <laughs> but we're not. And so I want to first uh, get into your journey of relationships. 
So when did you start dating? What was that like for you? It's so funny. And I'm, I'm going to answer your question, but it, I just, I just can't help it because sometimes I have music playing in my head when nobody else is listening. So that's probably why I was dancing a lot. But anytime I hear single <laughs> and I'm a, and I'm a classically trained dancer. So that don't, that doesn't help. But, <laughs> but anytime I hear a single black woman, honestly, a Kanye West lyric comes to mind where he says single black female addicted to retail. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. That's, and, and anyway, it just it just came to mind. But um, but honestly, I think it may speak to um, some of the things we're going to talk about. But anyway, um, so I think I was a late bloomer when it came to relationships. Um, I didn't have my first serious relationship um, until my early 20s. So I didn't have like a serious boyfriend in uh, high school, uh, college, uh, really post-college. Um, until like maybe two or three years, you know, after that, I was literally walking around like, like, can they see me? Like, <laughs> that's how, so um, that was like, um, that was the first time I started dating. So I was really excited about it because I sincerely like this guy. Um, and I'm, I'm not the person who just um, dates for the sake of dating. I don't think it's anything wrong with that, but it just never tickled my fancy. I felt that it would waste my time if I knew I didn't like you. Um, I just, I'm good. Like, I'm not gonna waste your time. I'm not, I'm not gonna waste my time. So that's like, I started, I was a, definitely a late bloomer. And so when you did, what, what was your first um, real relationship like when you, when you started dating? So in the beginning, it was like rainbows and unicorns, right? Yeah. <laughs> A whole new world. It was <laughs> what is this feeling in my belly? Like right. it was it was all this, but um when the shoe dropped, you know, and it and the thing about it, I felt like the shoe didn't drop hard. It was kind of like a little like pitter-patter, you know, every now and then something would hit me and it's like, mm, that doesn't sit well with me. Um to sum it up, it was honestly emotionally abusive. Mm -hmm. And um, I think a part of the reasons it was emotionally abusive, um, I can say on my end, is because uh, I very much took a back seat to the relationship because I held the position of what I did, I don't know. Um, you know, you've been in three or four relationships, so you know how this is supposed to go versus paying attention to what my heart was really saying, how I was really feeling. And when I say emotionally abusive, um just in hindsight some things that this person did and said for lack of better words were completely trash and um I didn't realize it at the time because I sincerely loved the guy you know I sincerely and and I I you know gave excuses for his behavior um, and thought it was me thought it was something I could do where he wouldn't respond or act you know, in a certain way. So I very much held a lot of the responsibilities. Well, if I were to just do this, if I were just to do that, then he wouldn't do this. And and if I just give him more time, you know, kind of like that hoping and wishing and praying potential change. And so yeah. it was wrong to say the least. Mm -hmm. Hoping that he would become someone that he wasn't. Like, I, I want you to be who I think you are. But what I have learned 
in my, you know, cause we've had this conversation before and, and I know that people watching haven't heard your story. So uh, we're gonna tell more and we will talk about the things that you learn. But one of the things that I learned that was a huge lesson is people are who they are and it's not my job to change them. So if he isn't already who I want him to be or think he is, then it just, okay, <laughs> you know? Um, but when we're in those relationships and, and you, can, you can tell me if this was you, we want it to work so bad because aren't we supposed to be dating? Like, like how did you feel? Like, why, why, why do you think that you, that was a relationship you stayed in? I think it, I think it was a couple of things. I read an article and I believe this to be true, but um, I think when it comes to um, like you were born and raised in the Midwest. So I think it's something that comes with us in our work ethic and this idea that as long as we work hard at it, it'll get better. It'll change. Just wait it out. Just make a couple changes. And I think that same thought process applied to relationships and you did not have the lens that I cannot change a person that I am doing myself a disservice if I if I'm if I'm waiting for someone to change or to to get better I'm doing myself a disservice I'm doing that person a disservice I'm even doing the relationship a disservice even if I love this person um and even suppose this person did nothing wrong you know but if you're still waiting for them to change you are not, I'm not allowed to show up fully and you're not allowing that person to show up fully because you're waiting for something. You're holding back, you're resisting something in order for, like if they're not mature, I think that's something like a lot of women say like, oh, well, he's not mature enough. I just need to give him, or at least that's something I said. That's what I'll say. That's something. I just give him some time to mature in that area. No, <laughs> you know, accept him for it. Like love him as he is. I expect as well for whomever I'm with to love me as I am. Yes, you can maybe want me to be better. I'm even has I don't have a I don't have a theory yet on that. But yeah. I just I just think we do ourselves a disservice when we hope, wish and pray that somebody would change versus yeah. just accepting them for who they are. And that's the good and the right. The trash. <laughs> right. And I do I just want to I'm looking for a pen because there's things that you said that I need to be Usually I always write notes down as someone's talking because I don't want to interrupt them. But for the record, I was not born and raised in the Midwest. Seattle. Oh, yeah, I was like, hold on, wait, I got to wait. We got to make a correction. I'm from Seattle all day, baby. Yes, you are. How did I forget that? How did I forget? My bad. How did I forget this? You just want me to be from Detroit. That's all. I do. I do. You need your um, honorary Detroit, some Detroit versus everybody's uh, right, shirt. Right, right, exactly. Hey, my co-host, shout out to Anthony. He's from Detroit as well. That was my last co-host. Uh, and so one day I do have to get out there because he's from there, you're from there. But there's, there's one of the things, huh, I wish I would have wrote it down. Okay, so what you learned being, you know, in the Midwest and stuff is you don't give up. You... You, you know, work until you get it. So, so let's use the example of losing weight. If you want to lose weight, you know, that's going to take time and you have, there are things that you have to do to actually get there. But because we don't understand psychology and people, we think that we could do that with people as well. You, you can only do that with yourself. That is it. That's it. You can't wait it out wait till he's mature he i mean you can but it's probably not going to be healthy for you and it's probably going to be a waste of time um you're going to be holding on to something that is actually bad for you and not good for you but because we think 
oh, I can't help who I love. So it's just gotta be him. Did you ever feel that in that relationship? Like, oh, I, can you help who you love? Um, or, or if it wasn't that, was it, because I know you're a Christian as well, like me, it's the Christian thing to do to stay with him and try to help him out. It's just so funny you brought that up because that was the first thing that popped in my mind. I was like, I think definitely my faith has something to do with it. Um, and it was more so the, I think the other factors with the person, um, and also this misnomer that we're taught that, um, and I don't know if we're intentionally taught this, but it's that, and maybe, and, um, I don't know if I want to put this on my faith. Like I'm working through this as you're, as you're sharing. Right. This with okay. Take your time. We got time. We got time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's this idea and it may be kind of like this princess idea or this, this storyline that's told in media and in movies and even like our, um, what is it? Uh, what do you, what do you call it? I, I, I'll liken it to, I'm just trying to give a good, I'm trying to set this up. I'll liken it to, um, something called, yes, that's exactly it, that we, that we have this, like our love, our, um, character, who we are is so amazing that we have the power to change a man or a man will want to change for this woman he loves. Now, I think when you do get in a relationship with someone, initially, you do have like this excitement, like, oh, I want to be the best person I can possibly be. Like you inspire them to change, you inspire them to do better. And I think, I think it may kind of cause you to tighten up a little bit. But when we talk about the core change of a person, like some, some, that deep stuff that I believe only you and God and the Holy Spirit, you, mm -mm, we, we can't do that. Our love our, our love, even, but we're not taught this, our love isn't that powerful. I believe God's love moving through us or our love can cultivate the environment for that to happen. But, and we may be the catalyst, but we are not the thing that they're gonna uh, change. I mean, but we hear it all the time. I mean, no shade to, and maybe it's a part of my life I haven't lived, but I, I feel as though that uh, Steve Harvey, who has had, you know, relationship books upon relationship books, and I think he positions himself as a relationship expert, he kind of shares that narrative. Like, that's his perspective. Like, a man will get himself together for the right woman. Yeah. And I think there is some truth to that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that also potentially speaks to the man's character, maybe. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. like how come you weren't working your butt off before it is <laughs> right so oh, I, I wrote down so much ah! this is why i love these conversations and this is why <clears throat> excuse me i worked myself up because i'm getting too excited <laughs> like because so, i want to break this down even more <laughs> it's like is that sparkling water i call listen y'all i do not like sparkling water every time rika brings it on i'm like that is the devil's spit i don't i don't <laughs> <laughs> and I saw her take a sip. I'm like, that's not gonna help you. <laughs> yes, it is. It helps my mouth calm down so I can talk. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> so this is why I became a coach. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a certified life coach. I got trained under the NLP neuro linguistic programming model, which now uh here soon 
I am going to go back to school and get my MSW because I'm so interested in the mm -hmm. psychology. Uh, I know, right? I just, I'm praying about it. God, is this the move you want me to make? Because do I want to be $30,000 in debt again for school? <laughs> I think, oh, if anybody wants to give me a scholarship, holla at your girl. But this is why I do it because you have to break down things like that, right? So um, what you said about Steve Harvey and him saying that uh, a man will change for the right woman. Listen, there's a difference between you're you dating a man who wants to be a writer and you encourage him to write and he starts writing and then his book is published and blah, 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 blah. So that's one bucket. And then there are men who are emotionally, my dogs, they're out chasing the wind. Um, so, so then there's a bucket of he, his, he's so emotionally, he's not emotionally intelligent. So he's emotionally abusive and that relationship is going on. The dysfunction of you now being abused because he hasn't gotten those demons from his childhood or wherever it's coming from um, out. You know, T.D. Jake says, I've never met, met a man who liked himself that beat his wife. So I can't help you like you. That's, you gotta do that work. That, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Can I encourage you if you wanna uh, run a marathon, if you wanna be a better speller, if those things, right? But that, that's where, when you said the character flaw, that's where that comes in. I, again, I can't help you like yourself. So those are two different buckets for sure. But when you're listening to somebody like Steve Harvey or even us on our podcast or what have you, it's hard to break everything down in one hour, in 45 minutes, in whatever, you know? So that's why I like being a coach. And then also what you said is we think that we're so powerful. Like I'm such a good woman. I have such great character that I can make you whatever it is I want you to be. <laughs> and listen, I know we're laughing, but there is no judgment to whoever's listening. I've been there. 2017 and pre-Rika, I don't know what she was doing. I know what she was doing. She was trying to play God. And that leads me to Sarah Jakes, T.D. Jakes' daughter. I heard her say this in a sermon once, like, it's so funny to, or maybe it was on her podcast because she has a platform or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, she goes, it's so funny when I hear women or, or I see women stand in relationships and they think that she can change him. What are you, God? It's not our job to change people. It's our job to love. And that doesn't mean stay with somebody or be a doormat or what have you. It's our job to love. That's God's job to change. And that person has to want it. So I love that you brought that up. Woo, worked myself up. Had to get that out. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and so I want to point out, I love the fact how you, because I'm not obviously trying to come for, you know, anyone who may have made those comments. I think you made it very clear that you, sometimes you can't break down everything. And also how you intended to say something is different than its impact. So, um, you know, sharing the difference between a character flaw versus encouraging someone. I don't know if that may have been the person who ever shared that idea that the right man will, will change for you. I don't know if that was their their goal. And that could, and, and also on top of that, it could be, a, it could be a generational difference, you know, where, I don't know, I was going to say it could be a generational difference, but I still stick to, I still stick to the character, whatever you was doing beforehand. Yeah. Um, essentially the real you 
is going to show up because then you get into the space of performing for someone and I don't want that performance part of you. I want the real you because that's what I'm going to deal with when I get on your nerves and you get on my nerves and the curtains closed, ain't nobody looking like that's what I'm going to engage with. That's like, yeah. Yeah. And I talk about this a lot on my platform and my message of single you and you know, my ideal client is a woman who is doing that performance-based relationship, trying to morph her way into whoever she thinks he needs her to be, because I want you to like me. So I'm going to tap dance and do whatever it is I got to do and try to serve my way into your heart when that's not going to last. And then you're just going to be miserable. And most of the time, right. And most of the time when you do that, men who accept that are the ones who are going to abuse you whether it be emotionally, financially, physically, uh, you know, they, they, they are going to be like, yeah, uh-huh, I know what she's doing. Um, last week I had Mike on uh, the show. The week before that I had DJ on the show. The week before that I had Jeff on the show and they all three of them said they know when women are doing that. And if their character, if they're in a season of, yeah, I'm gonna just use her, that's what it's gonna be. And I, for one, don't want that type of relationship anymore. One of the things that I was doing was diminishing myself because I had heard time and time again from elementary school, Rika, you're a great girl. You just talk too much. So when my exes would tell me you're too much or shh, or you always flirting or you're always doing this, I, I used to think I need to not be Rika, this person, because apparently it's turning people off. When now I know, no, I'm gonna be Rika, laughing and joking and doing all, even though we we both introverts, which is so funny. Cause we I know. <laughs> but I can, you know, I can perform what I need to, but um, so I'm gonna still be this Rika from now on moving forward. And the guy that is for me, will be like, yo, that's my girl. She loud and everything. Look at her. She loud. Look at her. Being <laughs> <laughs> loud and cute. Look at her. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right. Just loud and cute. Look at her. And that's what I want. So I, I no longer will accept a man telling me I'm too much or I'm too, whatever it is. Okay. Well, just, I'm not for you then. Okay. That, when you say trying to like, like that, who child, like trying to serve your way into a man's heart, man man like like i think that's something that we believe but we don't understand how damaging that is to us and when i say damaging like soul killing service because just like you said you attempt to morph shift and change for the affections and for the love and for the approval or the affirmation of this other human being who is morphing and shifting and changing too. And and can also be like a moving target if he doesn't know who he is, if he doesn't have his core values or his systems in place. Um, and because we're morphing and shifting and changing, we're also losing a part of ourselves but we don't know it because it's, it's, it's so tiny. And because we also, it's like you're shaving ice, I guess, when you begin to morph and shift before, but before you know it, you're you're not who you originally were and you and you think you're doing it and this is society's fault. Everything is society's fault. But you think you're, <laughs> it's a bad society. It's all Disney's fault. Damn it. <laughs> um, 
and you think you're and you think you're doing it and you think you're gaining something by doing it yep. um like you're gaining this love you're gaining this great thing by more or that it is worth it or that it is a part of the process like i'm supposed to do this i'm supposed to change and shift and and i'm supposed to compromise um who i am like if i'm just a little bit quieter and i think i did a i did a video or something like this about this because I think those feelings came up again and I just didn't realize how deeply embedded they were in me. This idea that I have to shift and change to win someone's love or to serve into into someone's um, serve to get into someone's heart. And for me, I think that's very much connected to perfectionism that you have to be this thing perfectly in order for someone to love you. You know, you have to show up in this specific way in order for someone to love you and care for you wholly and fully, not as though that you can be loved as you are with all of your flaws. Um, and I, and, and, and flaws and all, right? Flaws and all. That's the love I want <laughs> with my pimple right here. I want him to kiss and be like, hey, my baby got a pimple. That's okay. That's fine. Like, <laughs> but like flaws and all and, and, um, I think, and I'm, I, may, I may say this wrong because I think I commented on one of your posts and I think I said it incorrectly and you were like, girl, what? You might say, girl, what? But you, like, you asked a question back, but it was something my dad told me. I think I was asking him about a guy or something like that. And he said something along the lines of when you compromise, and I think we don't realize we're compromising, but when you begin to compromise, like, you, or you think you're compromising to win but the minute you start compromising you're you're losing like you're going to lose period mm -hmm. yep yeah I, I know exactly what comment you're talking about and no i was just asking because i like more comments on my oh. <laughs> <laughs> i know i knew what you meant because i know you um, <laughs> yes yeah uh jenna's watching on facebook she says i'm gonna have to listen to this from the beginning because i think you just described me um, absolutely. And this will be on Facebook and then this will be on the podcast next week. Um, so Jenna, I'm here. And, and the reason why I know I'm probably describing you because that is my ideal client. And so one of my clients told me that her ex, she described it this way. Her ex was literally taking little pieces of her away so he can just put it in his pocket. She became so small that he was just able to put her in his pocket. Um, another one of my clients said that, th and this is what I helped her through because of Single You Academy, that there was a guy she was talking to in the midst of going through the program that was extremely disrespectful to her, uh, especially when it came to her not texting him back right away. How many people do we know like that? Where they text you and if you, if you take 15 minutes, that hello, they send the hello text, they send the question mark. They got the attitude. So he, so she was like at work. She's a uh, flight attendant, by the way. She was probably in the air. And he was like, hello, da, da, da. And when she responded to him, he said something disrespectful. Like, you know what? Something about he was going to put her on timeout. Oh. It, listen, this is where it starts. These are where you need to be exactly. This is where you need to be watching the red flags. And that's when she, you know, so what we do in Single U Academy, iron sharpens iron, right? She remembered what we were talking about and what we were working through. And she sent him a text back and said, you know what? This ain't a relationship for me. You don't get to put me on timeout. I'm grown. This woman is 42. I'm grown. You don't get to put me on timeout. 
So this relationship is done. We are no longer dead, da, 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 da. And he, he was responding to her text message after text message. And she says she ignored it, ignored him for about a week and he went away. And she was so proud of herself in that moment mm -hmm. for yeah. finally not being who he wanted her to be. I'm at work. And you talk about, you go put, I'm grown. I don't, I'm sorry. Parenting is over for me. <laughs> um, and so, and, and, and that, that is the work that we do. And that is where you have arrived, Cameo, and where I have arrived, where we can say, you know what, this, the buck stops with me. So because I know who I am and what I want, if you are outside of that, I'm cool. I no longer have to just be in a relationship to feel like I am now worthy. Yeah. I will be single for the rest of my life <laughs> if I don't get the type of relationship I want. And I don't care. I'm thinking of a church song. It's like, for the rest of my life. <laughs> for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, gosh. It's so, it's so um, funny because, too, we, I think we, we get ashamed or we get embarrassed from the relationships we've been in or the things that we've accepted or, or how difficult it, it is to make some of those decisions um i don't think it is a full reflection of who she is it may definitely show a mirror mirror of some places that need to be healed but um it's more so a reflection of that person um that she was in a relationship with and the reason why i chuckled is because i thought back to my to the like if if you see i pause like if, if, if you know, you, you know, you know, it's like if 2020 cameo experience with what maybe 20, um, when did this happen? Maybe nine years ago, mm -hmm. you know, uh, was that 2008 cameo experience? Like we would have been boxing just like some things that he said. And so this person, um, it was, it was an interesting dynamic. This person, um, he was a part of another church, like another ministry. Mm -hmm. And um, he, and so that also in my eyes, you know, not knowing who I was, um, not being, uh, not being confident in my relationship with God, not being confident in trusting myself and trusting my gut and trusting the Holy Spirit and knowing what that feels like, very much leaning on him in his direction. And I think that's also taught in the church too, when we talk about leadership and we talk about, um, you know, it, it the man has to be the head of the household and stuff. Mm -hmm. It pushes up against some things that we're taught in, in how to operate in the world and what she, and what, and what we should expect as women and just as people in general, like adults are always right. Or if someone has more experience, experience than you then you should listen to them versus versus let's cultivate what you're hearing and what you're feeling and maybe why you're feeling that because that could be true or they both could exist in the same space but anyway i'm going off on a tangent and so this person was a part of a church um and again the relationship started off great i even felt that i i i, I saw the spirit of god move through him um and i do believe god can move through anything he moved through a bush moved through a donkey and oh, asked killing christians and he wrote over 50 percent of the bible so yes but he that don't mean he has to be with you right listen and that, don't, and that doesn't mean his character is right either god can move through you and you can be a complete jerk you know <laughs> yeah. I to call, listen i was about to call him eggplant like you can be like you can be a complete <laughs> right 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 um but what i was getting at so 
he um uh he had to move out of his apartment and he needed a place to stay you know me being a girlfriend like oh i'm gonna get good girlfriend points you know this is my, you can come stay with me you supposed to and, and the idea is that you would stay you would stay for a week or so maybe a little bit longer i was a little bit smarter like you think you're gonna stay a week it's probably gonna be a month yeah. um but anyway it was time for him to leave like the clock was ticking i think it had been three months and it was time for him to leave maybe a little bit longer than three months but um and so i kept I don't think I was passive aggressive, but I was just saying like, hey, you know, when are you looking for, are you looking for apartments? Like, what's the deal? What's the plan? He got an attitude immediately. Um, and I was like, oh, might get attitude because I asked you if you, that was one, but this is the, the kicker. <clears throat> the kicker was when we sat down and we had a conversation about it, about what was next, he had the nerve to tell me that you should, he said <laughs> He's so stupid, Rike. He said, he said, he is a blessing to me because I allowed him to stay in my, like, basically, like, I'm, I'm blessing the man of God because he, he stayed in my apartment. And, and I, I don't know if that was when the light went off, but right. I, I was like, what? Right, 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 no. It, it, right and so right <laughs> i remember you told me that <clears throat> one time and i think i was probably drinking my little soda water i probably <laughs> choked on it um and it never gets old when you tell that part that piece of your story because it's like why did we put up with men like this um and one of the reasons why there can be many reasons but one of them is because nobody had conversations with us about what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Talk to me about that. Do, do you feel that you got that um, in the church, parents or whatever, or no? Um, I don't think, so. I don't, no, no. Um, to answer your question, no, I don't think anyone sat down with me and said, this is a healthy relationship. This isn't a healthy relationship. I think though, there are lessons that I learned and things that people talk to me about what I should not accept. Um, I remember my aunts telling me in their own way, don't let nobody beat on you like like things things like that you know in the very kind of not surface level but i think obvious things that you shouldn't let anyone beat on you and uh, if he's cheating on you like that's like those are the deal breakers but the nuances of what a healthy relationship looks like we never went into a uh, grave detail i even remember this woman is, is coming to my mind she was actually um this was again years ago she was leading a sermon and she was talking about how her father um, had told her, as long as he's not beating you, then you stay in that relationship. And, and, you know, and in my mind, she was like, so you just work it out. And she was talking about marriages, but obviously that translates to someone who isn't in a marriage that if you're with someone, as long as you're not, as long as he's not beating you. Um, and, and I also want to make it clear, I think, obviously we do our best, but I don't know if we had the language at the time of what emotional abuse looked like or what it was. And when I say at the time, it was her parents telling her this, right. you know? Um, so I, I don't, so yeah, so like those nuances and, and no, no. Again, so this is why I love being a coach, right? Because in Single You Academy, I, we break it down and it's not just me. I always say I'm not naive enough to think I know everything. 
um, I bring people who are married on to talk about what married people mean about relationships are hard. Because um, what do when married people say that, if you grew up in a household where your mom did get abused, you think that's hard. So you're like, oh, I can, so married people say relationships are hard, so our marriage is hard. So that means this is the hard. So we break down those little nuances. Um, and I, there, is a there is a video that I have uh, that is called, uh, he never hit me, so how did I know it was abuse? Exactly. Mm -hmm. I stayed in that relationship because he didn't hit me. He never put his, I was never even afraid of him. I was just doing, I was tap dancing and doing and trying to serve my way again into his heart so I can hurry up and get this goal, quote unquote, that society placed on me. And at that time I was 32 with no kids, just bought a house, but I didn't. So everything in my career life and uh, being, you know, I guess responsible was okay. That was great, but I didn't have the guy. And I'm sick of people um, thinking that I'm sad because I'm single. So I just, I guess that's what, that's the next step in life. Like we, we wanna get married so bad because that's the next step in life. <laughs> it's not, it may not be your step, boo-boo. It may, it may not. If I, listen, I've had women <laughs> going to me talking about your bow ads is coming. I'm like, you don't know that. You don't know that. You got, you, you got. Ain't, ain't nowhere, if the, if the Bible is your compass, ain't nowhere in the Bible where it says that I am guaranteed a husband. Nowhere. In fact, Paul talks about how it's better to be single. Um, and there's nuances in that. In fact, coming up on the podcast in January, I'm going to be talking with my pastor about that. I, I invited him on and he was like, let's do it. And I want to break that down. So that's going to be uh, definitely another episode because with you, I want to get to um, how we're now thriving in our singleness, even though everybody else is like, oh, you poor. Do you know how many texts I got on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I'm like, I, I really wanted to be like, did you text your married friend? Like, I'm good. Like, I appreciate it, but I'm good. Like, I don't like the, the pityness yeah. in people checking on me. Like, check on me, you could check on me, cool. But if you're not checking on your married friends, ask, ask yourself why you're checking on me. Yeah. Because I'm quote unquote alone on Thanksgiving, I was chilling. I made the the um, the decision to stay home because my parents are old. <laughs> I love my parents, but they real baby boomers, 67 and 65. And mm -hmm. so I am gonna go home for Christmas. So I'm gonna now quarantine for 10 days before Christmas because I would literally die if I got my mom sick mm -hmm. or my dad sick. So that's why I chose to be by myself. But I was, I got my two dogs. I was chilling, watching Netflix, Chris. I watched Jingle Jangle. <laughs> like, I was chilling. So one of the things that I want to talk about is, so, so I want to talk about what we feel like we missed out on when we were in these relationships that had us in a bubble. And then we'll talk about how we're thriving now as uh, single women. Um, and, and I wanted to have this conversation with you to see if you also felt this way or felt like you missed out on something because one of my friends just died. Um, he was a, a DJ in Indianapolis. And so uh, when I moved there, he was there and we met and we were really good friends. Um, shout out to DJ Indiana Jones. Uh, Ron Miner is his real name. I mean, I literally, he, he died on Friday the whole weekend. I was, my stomach was hurting, I was upset. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and I started thinking about all the times that he invited me to one of his parties. Mind you, 
Indiana Jones threw me a birthday party every year from like 27 to 29. Wow. And I remember this one birthday party he threw me and he invited a DJ from um, Florida up to, um, to DJ my party. And the boyfriend I had at the time was so mad. And I mean, basically the vibe of my party for me, maybe for everybody else was having a good time, but I was always like scared to like, not scared that he would hit me again. I've never had anybody hit me, thank God. Um, and hug to you and um, blessings to you if you have. I hope you're now out of that relationship and working on your healing journey. Um, but I never had that. But so when I say afraid, it wasn't like, oh my God, he's gonna hit me, but basically afraid to interact with men. So here, here, here I had this guy who was hella cool. He never hit on me. He actually had a girl, a wife. Well, he was about to marry her. I don't think they were married at that time. And I felt like I missed out on so much of our friendship because I had to say no to a lot of things. I no, I can't go to that party. I got to sit in my little stupid apartment with my stupid boyfriend because he mad because I'm around another guy. If a guy breathes on me, if I look at another guy, it's a problem. So that just really made me upset. Like, dang, man, there's so many other memories I could have had with him. But because I was in that relationship, it paused a lot of that. And I know moving forward, I don't want, I don't want to feel like I have to pause relationships or interactions because I'm with you. Do you feel like you ha had that sort of experience? Do you feel like you missed out on anything because of that ex? Um, I think nothing as specific as that. And again, um, I'm sorry to hear about the death of your friend you. um, and to look back and say, I wish I would have, I think it's one of the most difficult things um, that we, that we're challenged with like healing and walking through and, and growing through. Um, <clears throat> I will say though, that being in that relationship, I think I lost um, like during that time and during the healing journey, I think I lost time per se because I was so heavily focused on what he wanted, what he wanted to do, what his plans were, how I fit into that, how I could morph into that. I spent very little time thinking about what I wanted to do. I spent very little time thinking about my joy, about my peace, about where I wanted to live because I was, I was just, I was just so caught up in mm -hmm. him. And yeah. I think that we believe that that is a healthy relationship. Like, oh no, she just really likes him. She really loves him. My mom would say, oh girl, you love his stanky draws. You know? <laughs> I know what I need to not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right, right. Um, that we put ourselves second and we think that that is like, that's like a martyr syndrome. Like, oh no, he can go on and do or wherever he wants to go or live, I'll just find a job there. And, and you don't spend time developing who you are or what you want and you in a sense lose yourself in that relationship. But society has very much uplifted that narrative that this is what I'm supposed to do. This is who I'm supposed to be. And I think, um, and again, not putting this off because I, I think anytime you get into these situations, I believe it takes two people to tango. So I had to allow oh, it. A hundred percent. Yes. You know, I, I had to allow it. And um, I also had to do some self-assessing about like, how did I get into this and so on and so forth. But I think on his end, I think a mature person also would have pushed back 
and ask them questions like cameo what what do you want to do what how is that going to affect your affect your life or what does that mean for you you know those things things like that um and so i think i think it was maybe like maybe five years after whatever happened and i look back kind of like i look back over my life and i was just like what happened to me like <laughs> who was i where did i go like where was i existing and it, it was scary it's scary because i thought about who would I be? Would I be me? Like, would I eat with, with this idea? Like when God thought about maybe solving some issue in the world and he said, oh, I'll make a cameo. You know, would that cameo exist? Would I still be able to, you know, complete and fulfill this purpose that I'm called to, because I'm so caught up in this, this relationship, this thing that society has just idolized, yeah. you know? For the most part and us and i think we're going to get to it but i think a part of the reason why we idolize it and why we do this and why we lose ourselves first because you know being in love feels great you know who, who doesn't like to be in love who doesn't like those first butterfly butterfly feelings who doesn't like to come home to somebody but i think and i, I was thinking about this maybe this summer or maybe last summer but there's this idea that you can only get to a certain level of joy peace and contentment inside of a of a relationship and so we seek this inside of a relationship but i do not believe that it can't be it cannot be true not with the god i believe in listen it makes me tear up, it makes me tear up because it's so true like that's what society puts on us like you will never be this happy until you get this until you get a kid but like what like happiness comes from within, especially if you're a Christian, God wants us to seek him. That, that's it. <laughs> it's your relationship with you and God and that's it. And that's where your joy and happiness should come from. It shouldn't come from the outside war world. Now, whether that be, and I did listen to the episode with your perfectionist, um, the, the woman that you had. So whether that be, you need to disconnect from being a perfectionist, uh, having this, like whatever society is telling you, you have to have, in order to be happy is a lie straight yeah. from the pits of hell, straight from it. And the more work you do on yourself, the more you realize that like everything I have is within me. And yes, the Bible does say that it is not, it is not good for man to be alone, but that doesn't mean a romantic partner. That just means community. So no, I should not isolate. That also is a tactic the devil uses. No, that's, this is why I have friends like Cameo. This is why I have my other friends. So yes, we can be in communion and I can go and I have help um, and I'll never feel alone. But that does not only mean, that doesn't mean a man is what, um, what makes you happy. Sorry, that's uh, somebody hit me up on my Facebook messenger. Um, so yes, so we, yes, we are going to get to the things that we're doing and thriving as um, a single woman. I feel like we're running out of time, but this is so good. <laughs> I just wanted to put a pin in, um, I, listen, a lot of my clients or even women who ask me questions after they go through something like this are so angry at him. And I have to be the one to be the bearer of bad news. Like, baby girl, you allowed it though. And this is no judgment. It doesn't mean you're stupid. Trust me, I went through that. I had a whole three month period, which is why I had to go on my solo trip to Mexico to start my healing journey. But I had my whole three month period um, being so ashamed and beating me up. I'm so stupid. Why would I allow this? 
blah, blah, blah. Like that was the, the, the narrative, the story that I was telling myself. Um, and so I'm not here to say that you are stupid, but you did allow it because the truth of the matter is, is what Maya Angelou has been trying to teach us for years, for years, for years. You teach people how to treat you, period, full sentence. You teach people how to treat you. And it's in your boundaries that you get treated the way that you want to actually be treated. So now, one of the things that we talked about off, off air or off the podcast or whatever is another thing that I realized, and this is before um, uh, even the, the death of my friend, but, um, and it's one of the things that actually catapulted me into leaving my job, my radio job full-time to betting on myself is because my $10,000 boyfriend, we've, we've had this conversation before. If you've been following me for a while, you've heard this story. And so one of the things when I was in fear of betting on myself and stepping down from that position, mind you, having panic attacks, anxiety, my body was telling me everything that this is not the job for you anymore and you need to go on this journey. Mm -hmm. But I was scared to bet on myself. And one of the things that I told myself was this, you spent $10,000 on this boy, you won't spend on yourself. Cause I'm so afraid. Cause one of my values is stability, financial stability. That's one of my values. Like I'm so scared if I feel like, um, you know, I'm not going to have $5 tomorrow or whatever. And I get that. And we do live in a capitalist, a capitalist society. So we do need money, but that was how I pushed myself, helped push myself forward. Like I did all this for him <laughs> and you can't do it for you. <laughs> nope. And so, and then I bet on myself because you know, the, the funny thing is I do, I do have a lot of women who are in my DMs who say that they want the help and then they say they can't, you know, afford, afford it. And I understand. And I always say, I totally understand your financial situation is, is your financial situation. But in the back of my mind, I always think, and I never say this because I don't know how it will come out non-judgmental or non-disrespectful, mm -hmm. but I always want to say, but you spent, cause it'll be girls like, Oh, like this one girl said that she's, she paid for her boyfriend's tuition just so he would stay with her and you ain't got no money to work on yourself and i'm not even saying it has to be me a therapist a, I, and I really, yeah, I just really wanted to be like you paid for a whole year tuition for a dude and you are out here struggling and flapping in the wind and i am offering you a life jacket and you don't have the money to buy it okay again no judgment. Go ahead. I, I know what you're saying. I think because it is hard for us to conceptualize one what that next level of lo living looks like mm -hmm. and two, the, um, uh, the, the value of this, you know, you know, it's our job as if we're, and I'm not saying you're selling something, this is what you're called to do. And there's a cost associated to keep your business running. And, um, you add value to what you're offering. But I think it's sometimes it's hard for people to digest the exact value this is going to bring to my life. I think that's one. But then when you spend $10,000 on your boyfriend or when you pay for someone's tuition, you have already, you already have a, a notion of the value or the perceived value that this is gonna bring you. That, oh, he's never gonna leave me or he's always gonna value me because I gave him X number of dollars for his education. So he can't leave me. Like that is a very tangible, or like, like you at least have to stay with me for the rest of this semester. <laughs> like, at least. least. <laughs> I know I got you through Christmas. So you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, um, but but when we, especially when we do not know what the healing looks like, especially when we don't know the freedom that comes with it, the things that are birthed from it, especially when there aren't very, because, because this is this is intangible. It's emotional. It's spirit. It's soul. Yeah. And we can definitely pick up on someone's energy and see how free they are. But the, at the same time, if you believe like in the yin and the yang, you know, the good and the bad, you know, the like, uh, you know, the enemy and God, like if you believe in that or the balance of that, you may have one or two people telling you, hey, you need to come this way. But you have the rest of society, the rest of the yang in your ear telling you that that's not true or that's not going to work or come come over here like you've been in the and it's familiar it's familiar and it's also what everybody else is doing you your girl down the street did the same thing you know she bought her her boo a ps5 and she kept it at her house and so if he wanted to play the ps5 he had to come and so she you know so um and so it worked in in a sense for her or you may not know her full story or that may have been something she wanted to do and she didn't do it out of that place she just did it out of a sincere place to give and you think that's the reason why he stayed no because he 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 really loved her that's why he stayed (laughs) well it reminds me of something sarah jake says all the time too do you just want company or a companion like a real no sorry company or a partner there we go a real true partner. So if you want company, you'll pay for his tuition and expect for him to stay and he's still treating you like some, cause you just want a body. So if you're listening to this, okay, we're gonna get into, I wanna spend the last t- 10 minutes, we're, we're a little over, but I wanna spend the last 10 minutes on talking about the things that we are now able to do because we bet on ourselves when we don't have a guy blocking. But if you're listening to this, I, w- I wanna ask you um, this question, think about this, okay? And Jenna, Actually, Jenna just said it. We'll spend the money to save our relationship, but not save ourselves. Jenna, yes, exactly. I mean, can we, moment of silence. (laughs) You will spend the money to save this relationship that you know everything in your body is telling you this ain't for you, but you won't spend the money to work on yourself when all the gurus, whether it be Steve Harvey or Oprah, whatever, even though they're not able to break it down for you, tell you to do. Know yourself, know your worth. That's a Drake song. But how do you do that? Well, you got to go ask somebody or do the work. There's different journeys and different avenues that you can go on for sure. I'm here. That's, that's why it's my prayer always. God, send me the women that you would have me help. Just send me those. That's it. Because I do truly believe after I got out of that abusive relationship, I heard God say, I will use this story. Mm-hmm. And right now, this is how it's manifesting. And I know that I can do it because not only did I do it for me, I've done it for all my clients that signed up with me in 2020. So I'm looking for the girls who are ready to go on that journey in 2021. Now, let's talk about, so yeah, so I spent all that money on him. And so when I was stepping away from radio, that's one of the things that I stopped, thought. You would go into debt for a dude, but you scared to do it for yourself. And honestly, because I have been okay, I, I'm not even $10,000 in debt yet on me, betting mm-hmm. on myself, because God is providing. God is providing for me. So what are some of the things that you have been able to do now and striving in your singleness? Um, be ratchet at home by myself. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, but see. I'd be in there naked. I'd be like, <laughs> no, I mean, I guess if I had a boyfriend or a husband, he'd want to see that too. But yeah, no, I'd be chilling. You but, know. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've really been able to um it's a it's a lot it's a lot and it's a little I, I and it's i think it sounds very cliche but um it's like be the best me possible yeah that i mean that's so cliche but um especially the year we have lived in 2020 mm -hmm. i think it has become so much more tangible that life is short whether you have been directly affected by it or someone like we talk about six degrees of separation i think it's probably like two degrees of separation for someone who has been affected by what has happened this this entire year um in the manifestation of how this country was built um and like on the backs of black folks um being a capitalistic society um profits over people and so very much how disposable uh we are and so i think with that in the background it's not even background it's in the foreground it's right in front of my face right. with that <laughs> um in front of my face it really has allowed me to really and it's the little duval song but like live your best life i ain't got time to go back and forth which like i don't like what am i here for yeah. what am i supposed to be doing and how can i live this life according to that and in the best way possible and honestly i don't know if we i don't know if i know what that looks like i can only do it like that. that's also something i've learned of, with uncertainty i think sometimes too we search for certainty like this is what tomorrow is going to look like this is what six months is going to look like this is what my five-year plan is going to look like but what i've learned if anything is that i don't know like <laughs> i don't know what tomorrow i can only go by what you know um i believe i'm planning for i can only go by what the holy spirit tells me um and what i'm learning because i've also learned that whatever i learned two days ago could change mm -hmm. you know there are some consistencies i believe that jesus christ is lord <laughs> um i believe that jesus is coming back again i believe in the holy spirit like those are the consistencies um but in terms of you know like your question it's it comes down to being the best cameo and experiencing this life the best possible way like within myself and when i say that i could never you know suppose i never talk to rika again i want to enjoy this time in this moment i have with you you know i i could i, I mean who knows what would happen like I, that could that could happen you know, um, I could, you know, have a child, suppose I'm, you know, pregnant, have a child who's allergic to cats. I can't own a cat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you just got her. Dang it. <laughs> and so I want to live in this moment um, yeah. and, and, and do the things that I'm called to do, the things that bring me joy yeah. the best way I can, because nothing, nothing is promised. Nothing is guaranteed yeah so would you say that um oh and ash are you still watching because you said man i have to get to that point i would love to know what point you are talking about um and let me just backtrack with what you said especially with the cat situation 
I wish that people understood and I wish that it was put out there more in society that there's beauty in being single just as there's beauty in being married. Mm-hmm. You and I are not against marriage. I know that some people think I am and some people think I hate men, whatever. That just lets me know you have work to do. Um, so there's beauty in it all. You know, what did J. Cole say? There's beauty in this in the struggle. There's beauty in the struggle. There's no such thing as a life that's better than yours. You have to make the best of it in the moment, sufficient for the day, sufficient for the day, you know? Um, so would you say that you are happily single? You're, that, like, you're a happy single woman. Definitely. No doubt. Like, yeah. no, no doubt. I even, but I think I had to acknowledge though that I was happily single. Like, I, I think a lot of us are happily single but we don't know that we're happily single if that makes sense like we don't know the joy of being single we're experiencing it but we don't know that that is a benefit of being single um if if, if I'm making sense I feel like I'm having a hard time like does it so are you saying like we could be enjoying our singleness but but because we're so focused on what we don't have the man whatever we're not not realizing the joy in I can take my little uh cranberry juice right here and drink out the bottle and nobody say anything like that that's beautiful <laughs> I, listen I, I, did, I, did, I was on facetime with my friend and i did that i had some orange juice and some apple juice and she said this is the ghetto i said well it's my ghetto and i'm enjoying it who gonna get mad because you know, drink out the container. Like, hey, honestly, if I'm with somebody, he shouldn't get mad either because if we together. Right, right, right. But, and if if I would rather be, and I get it, because some people say, well, what do you do about your your lonely feelings? Um, which I do have, and you can tell me if you do too, sometimes. But I will say, because we're introverts as well, you may feel the same way. That's really rare for me and fleeting. And I understand some people are extroverts and it's different for them and that, that there's work you gotta do there. But for me, I would rather be, I would rather feel lonely single than lonely in a relationship. Mm. And that is every relationship that I've had. I call them my three pillars. There was my college boyfriend, my Indianapolis boyfriend and my abusive uh, ex. My three pillars that I, it was, it wasn't worth it. And I will never do that again. Again, like we talked about at the beginning, the morphing and stuff like that. Um, so how is Cameo dating now? And how are you dating? Well, I know it's COVID. So I, I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, so I, wait, I don't know if I like, so because I'm an introvert, a lot of people don't think I'm an introvert because of, of I guess, by profession and uh, I think of how I perform per se in public and the things that I'm called to do. Um, and then when I'm with my circle or when I feel safe, the extrovert side of me comes out. Yeah, feeling safe. That's number one. That, that feeling safe for me too. And you know what? I, I just skipped over the question I asked you too about the <laughs> feeling lonely. So it, we, we could do both. Do, do you ever have moments of feeling lonely? How do you deal with that? And then are you dating? Um, I haven't had moments of feeling lonely lately. And I don't think I, I, I remember like feeling lonely. Like I think I felt lonely after I and I don't know if it was lonely but typically like if you're if you were dating someone and you had high hopes for it and then the shoe dropped or it it just didn't go the way you planned I think I feel hurt um and sad and wanting whatever that relationship gave me 
um, at the time, but I don't, I don't, I, I really don't think I've, I've dealt with loneliness. I don't know if, if I'm distracting myself with being busy at the same time. We all got flaws. Don't come for me. Um, so, <laughs> but, um, Cameo is a recovering perfectionist, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I get it. And we should be busy, busy, busy with our purpose and executing our goals and stuff, not busy trying to cover something up. Yeah. That's, that's unhealthy. So there's a difference. There's a bucket of, I just have to cover how I'm filling up. So I'm going to, you know, be this busy body and not sleeping and, you know, whatever. And then there's one like me and you, we're building businesses. So of course we have to execute that. You know, faith without faith without works is dead. You know, so yeah, so yeah, that that's probably why we we don't feel it a lot. And and honestly, in Single You Academy, that's that's what I help women pull out of that. As a coach, my job is to hold you accountable to the things that you say you want. So my my I have group coaching and one on one coaching. And one of my one on one uh, clients, um, I think yeah, she's in North Carolina. She was so busy. It, letting her not only her boyfriend but even her uh family tell her who she was and she was so caught up in this drama that she wasn't even focused on wanting to be a photographer i mm. pulled that out of her and now she's working on that and she's so happy because happiness comes from doing the thing that you say you want to do and doing it everybody yeah. needs to read the four agreements <laughs> you have to do the things you say you want to do or you will not be happy with yourself. It's it's the purpose. For, for me, it's like operating your purpose. Like my purpose brings me joy. And I think our purpose is intri intrinsically connected to giving to other people yeah. um, and helping other people. I, I think people say that a lot. Like, I, I want to help other people. But how it manifests is different. Like, you help single women by coaching them. You know, um, I help young teen girls through my nonprofit. I help women... Um, experience liberation and freedom, showing up authentically as themselves through conversation, through a raw and honest conversation and confessions. And I think, and I realize when I am doing those things, those things fulfill my soul. Like I feel good. I feel great. I feel at peace. I feel content when I'm doing those things. And so um, I, I think that's definitely a part of the, the package. Um, and I remember God convicted me because I was like in one of those, I think it, before I get lonely, I think I get, um, uh, I get angry. Um, and I know anger is a second emotion. So I think I'm hurt because I'm not where I should be in my mm -hmm. career. Oh, yes. And so, yes. And so I think I deal with those emotions more than, more than anything else. And I remember God one time, he, girl, when I tell you, I, I clutch my pearls. Um, I think I was talking about somebody else, like whether to my mom, you know, it wasn't like on a public platform, but I was talking about somebody else. And I feel like I heard the Holy Spirit. Or I felt the Holy Spirit so clearly like, why are you so concerned about what they're doing? What you doing? Like if, if you were, if you were to spend as much time as you do running your mouth, <laughs> like God ain't say it like that, but I, that's my interpretation. Right, right, right. We interpret God in the way we have our relationship with Him. Uh, but that's that's biblical, you know. That's why the Bible says, "Thou shalt not covet." Um, and there is a scripture about uh, every person has to be about basically their own business. Jesus said, "Cause you know we didn't see Jesus like He just appeared until He was thirty, 
and he was he had to be about his father's business but i remember he told that to his mom mary right like i, I was trying to be about my father's business but then he had to go learn what that was and then pop back up so this is the time to do it in your single season and that's what paul talks about in the bible too um okay so let's get into uh the last thing i want to ask you and let me see i got my notes okay um yeah so how are you dating and what's one thing that a guy has to have like in his character or something for you to be like he may be my type of guy like have you made your list because i've made my list and it's not about oh he has to be six five and he has to make six hundred thousand dollars a minute and it's more about <laughs> a minute <laughs> girl a minute i want jeff bezos okay um, <laughs> um which by the way ash um, I got you, girl. Um, if you are over looking for a, a man's approval, because Ash said that she wants to get to the point where we are, where we stop looking for a man's approval. That's what I do, baby girl. Um, Single You Academy is a 12-week program. The doors close on December the 17th. So what are we, a week away? A class starts on December 21st. It's on demand. You work at your own pace. Um, but if you want to go through that transformation, because what I do is I help women discover their worth, their ambitious, the ambitious single woman, discover her worth so that she stops tying her identity to men and stops being a man pleaser. So it sounds like you and I, we need to work together. So go ahead and send me a DM right now. And then after I get off with Cameo, I'll send you the information and we'll, we'll maybe even get on a Zoom call and stuff like that. So go ahead and uh, send me a DM before you forget Ash. And it's dope, Rika, what you do. And I know I'm going to answer your question, but it's dope in terms of what you do because um, talking to a friend of mine, she's a mental health therapist out of Dallas. Danielle Moore. <laughs> yes, yes. Danielle Moore. Hey, girl, with the refreshed on your podcast, okay? Listen, and we're going to tell you where you can uh, listen to Cameo's podcast. She got one, I got We need to do one together, but this is why we always, we basically do because <laughs> I've been on yours, now you on mine, so... Um, but anyway, go ahead. We'll yeah, so she talks. So she talks about in terms of like what you're doing, like the identity. Because if we connect our identity to things that are external, when those things go away or they um, fail us, so to speak. So when your husband or whatever stops being who you expect him to be for whatever reason, maybe he uh, had some accident at work. Maybe he's in a, a, a rough patch in his life what happens is we then have an identity crisis and we literally lose it because we don't know who we are so there still should be an identity a solid identity outside of um outside of our spouse everything yep job kids men whatever money you have to have identity within yourself and be 10 toes down flat-footed and knowing who you are and listen this is a journey cameo and i have to continue the work yeah. Yes, I have arrived to where um, a man will never, <laughs> I hope not, God willing, um, will never have me so wrapped up in him again that I lose who I am. Um, but there's other areas I have to work on. That's why it was so hard for me to step down from morning radio because I've been a radio personality for 18 years. I don't know how to be anything else. And that was the conversation. I was like, what else could I be? I don't know. Because, <laughs> my, <laughs> you know, because my, um, I know for a fact that my gift is talking. I know yeah. that's the gift God gave me. And my, my thing was, so that means I have to be a radio personality or a TV personality. Mm -hmm. And I heard God saying when I was doing, when I was trying to figure out, do I step down or not? Him saying, I gave you that gift. I will use it the way I want to use it. And it don't have to be a radio personality. And I had to go through that. So again, 
it, it, there's no perfection, um, but the striving for and always working on yourself and doing the homework, there's beauty in that. And it yeah. is love. It is a lovely place to be. Zen. It is. It's a glorious journey when you look it's back crazy. and you know, yes, that you can see the mountaintop where you, you're a little bit closer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel so good now, like way better than where I was in 2017 and before. Like I know who I am and I'm not spinning out of control and I got to have a man and it has to be him. Like that's over. Okay. So back to dating. <laughs> so um, it's like, I'm avoiding this question, right? I, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. No. You didn't tell me this question was coming. Um, so <laughs> So it's funny when you talk about like my approach to dating. And so there are certain things that I, I look for. Um, and I, I don't, yeah, look for, listen for. Honestly, I, I, I want to know if he, it's a couple things. Um, like, has your faith been tested? Mm. But in a real way. Yeah. Um, and the reason I say that, because I think that that develops a different type of relationship with God. Um, and it cuts out all the fluff that I've seen. And I think that I've, that I've experienced. And it also, I think something that happens a lot in the Christian, or at least I'll say the Christian communities I've been a part of, some of them. Um, but it allows us to connect to people in a different way. Um, and because my faith is so, it's, it's, it's so foundational to who I am um, and it's so fluid in terms of a part of who I am, I can't, I can't separate the two, but, but I think in order for us to connect, like your faith or where you are has to be solid. And even when I say your faith, I get that there has to be certain things, Like I get that there can be a season where you're wavering and you're asking God like, yo, me and you, we not here right now. You know, I like, I get that. And that is not an indictment on your faith, but there are certain concepts that I would like him to be open to and him to have some sense of, of connection with, because it allows you to connect with people differently. Because I, I as much as I, and I'm, and I'm hesitant to kind of say some of this because I think there is no rule. There is no one way, right? Um, there was a meme I saw and I don't, I can't remember it, but it was something like, um, some couples are together for two years and then they reach the mountaintop. Other couples go to McDonald's and they meet Jesus, go Lakers, go alligators. Like it was basically saying like, <laughs> there's no one, sh there's not one way to do it. Right. 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 And so, so when I think about the way when, when I think about one of the ways I think are important in a relationship, I think there has to be some type of alignment with purposes. Because I don't believe that the purpose of marriage, I don't know if I have this figured out yet, but I don't believe the purpose of marriage is just solely so we can be in love. Um, no, 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 <laughs> no. And I'm going to remember to ask the pastor that. Shout out to <laughs> Pastor Marlando uh, from Sozo Church. Uh, because uh, he agreed to be on the pot. I think I said that earlier. But I, I also agree. I, uh, there's no way God is like, I just want y'all two together. That's it. it. There has to be a reason. Y'all so cute. You know, that's true. Yeah. Oh, he don't be up in heaven talking about, oh, look. They're <laughs> <laughs> cute babies. Yeah, let's put them together. Yeah, look at them just walking. Look at them just walking. Right. Y'all better walk. 
know, like I'm just. <laughs> no, I 100% agree uh, that that is not the purpose of marriage is to be with somebody. No, there has to be a plan and a purpose for y'all two to be coming together. There has to be. Yeah. That's so beautiful that you said that because um, what I wrote down uh, on my list, it, well, what I used to have on my list was he has to go to church. Now I know better. So I have now defined what that means. And one of my things is, uh, you said it differently than I, but it's the same. I, I wanna know what you have gone through and let's talk about that, how you handled it, how you prayed about it, how God got you through. Because if I, I can't be the only one in the relationship who's gone through something and my faith, my faith was tested. I need to know how you have also gone through whatever it is you went through, how your faith was tested and exactly what you said. Um, so that, that is so beautiful. And that's what we have to learn to do. We can't just say things like, well, I want him to be six, five, or I want him, you know, whatever we need to, <clears throat> how do I say this? Basically learn how to define what it is we want on a deeper level. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Because I didn't know, I didn't know that's what I wanted. And I, initially that was a part of my thing. Like I wanted, I wanted I think I said I wanted a believer or um and as I developed I realized like that I'm also like a seeker and when I say a seeker like I'm always asking questions I always want to know um always looking at scripture differently all, like just always searching and seeking and um whether I made this up in my head or uh whether it was real but I felt like that having that seeking space there really wasn't a space for it in some of our institutions of faith and I could have those conversations with certain people and other people, it was just like a, a, a wall, like, oh no. And I'm just like, well, if God is who God, the truth ain't afraid of questions, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> right. right. God is who God is. And so I, I felt, I feel as though that that is a central part of, of, um, of my faith um, and what I want and what I, what I see. And so also, you know, things like character, integrity, Unless we clear on what integrity is, integrity doesn't mean that you're making all the right choices. Integrity is you being who you say you are to the best of your ability. Basically, don't be lying. You know, <laughs> you you can say on fire, even with yourself too. That's again, read the four agreements. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> don't be lying. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, like you said, but that takes work because sometimes I was talking to a guy and I don't know if he realized that you're like, do you realize you're lying to yourself? Um, like there are things that I saw and I'm like, you, you are not telling the truth. And I think you don't believe, I think you don't know that you're not telling the truth. Um, and so it, it, there has to be a, a level, a connection with who you are, your core values, your principles. Um, because I made a list I made a list before and it was so funny. And I thought, I don't know if I thought this dude was the one, but all the kind of check mark boxes were going off in this list. And it's so funny. It just seemed like things lined up because I had made my list probably a while back and we were on the phone. We were talking. This was like the day before um, uh, Valentine's Day, like, like uh, February 13th. Uh, was it last? I don't know if it was last year or two years ago. I don't know. But we were talking and um, and he was like, um, he was like, I just want to ask you, I, I hope this isn't too forward, but what's on your list? And, you know, girls get excited. Oh, he asked me what's on my list. Yeah. And, you know, this dude, attractive, like six foot five, like all, like all, like all of the things, right? I'm just like, and on his list was like, she has to go to church. 
um, I prefer her to have no kids, even stuff like that don't <clears throat> matter, but just all these things. And, yeah. and we kind of like, it just, it just hit. And I, my list just so happened to be like right by my desk. I said, God, is this show? You know, that was, that was, that was, that was, that was so stupid. I was really like, God, is this you? But yeah. lo and behold, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't nowhere near it. You know, nowhere near it. You know, because it, something came up and, you know, like I said, I always write down notes. First of all, when you said the truth ain't afraid of questions, whoo, Jesus, write that down. I need y'all to put that in your notebook put it on your mirror um, because even in relationships, right? We'd be so scared to ask dudes questions. So scared to ask them, you know, well, who is this? Well, I'm uncomfortable with it. You know, present him with something because we're afraid of the rejection or what he'll say or he'll leave. So write that down. The truth ain't afraid of questions. Boom. Now about the list. First of all, I no longer tell guys my list. We're not, that, that's not the conversation we're gonna have. And I do believe that on my list, it's gonna take more than two weeks to figure it out. So it's not like I go through and be like, okay, fine, check. <laughs> Goes to church, check. Like, because it's deeper, it's character. It's about, you don't learn a person's character in one day. Yeah. And we get so excited when he is fine and he looks like maybe he can be the guy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and our urges and we get butterflies and our the JJB talking, then we think, oh, he right, like, oh, he's the one. When we really have to let him marinate on us so it, so we can see, is he is this the guy, right? Um, and I don't I don't have a time limit on it. I don't know. My aunt and uncle, shout out to my Aunt Latanya and my Uncle Joe. They knew each other for nine months, got married, been married for over four years. Okay. My parents were together for four or five years before they got married, been married for 40 years. So I can't put a time limit on it, but I do know that it probably takes more than one day. It's, it's so interesting. So <laughs> you say that, um, because listen, the JJ be like, no, but that's the one, go, go, yes, girl, go, go. Get <laughs> us, listen, us, listen, go, 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 this is our only chance, go, go, <laughs> eggs be talking, kids in there waiting to come out. <laughs> Like I just, <laughs> um, but I, 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 it's so funny because I was going through that in, the, in my mind because I think again, we're forced to find out, is this the one? And I don't like that pressure. No. Um, it's, it's like, it's so present. I think, especially for believers, I don't know if it's present for, um, non-believers or people of other uh, faiths, but it's like, as soon as you meet a guy that has potential the first thought is he the one and i don't i don't like that i don't want that pressure from mm -hmm. him either like less experience because you begin to experience each other differently when you have these expectations that he should show up this way mm -hmm. because he's the one you know like the timeline well after you know he knew uh, as soon as he saw her that she was the one you know like well he must don't think i'm the one so let me move on or let me ask questions or or it it creates this this unnecessary I think anxiety and it goes back to that meme where it was like touchdown Lakers it's like you just don't know how you get from point a to point b and everyone's story is going to be different but when you are looking for things like character when you're looking for things like um your integrity 
you have to see that in action. And I think over time, and I think also in the little things and also to build, at least depending on what you want and depending on, you know, however you do your relationship. Um, I know I desire to be like, like friends, like, and like that's what was coming up in my mind, data collection. We got to be making friends first. Like, like, like friends, like good, just like where if, if it ain't nothing but me, you and a tent, we can have the, the most mm -hmm. fun in the world. But then if we flip the script and we are in, what is it? Hotel blue in Miami or whatever it's called. It was same, same thing. You know, we're living it up like friend, like that sincere. Cause other things are produced from that. I believe like the care, like you care for me as a, like you care for my spirit, my soul. Like, it's just not like my, my JJ talking to you, you know, like you care, like you care for the entirety of cameo. Yeah. And um, I care for the entirety of you. And I know, like, I know, um, I know your soul. I know your spirit. Um, I'm the person that knows you the best. Um, and I can be able to deliver certain things to you like nobody else can. And I think, I'm not saying that it takes time like that for everyone um, because some people it's just, it's just different, but that's, I know that's definitely one of my, one of my desires. Yeah. You know, um, I could listen, I could talk to cameo for three hours, <laughs> but to wrap it up, I do want to put a pin in that with the dating, you know, for friendships, because we also have to know if we like him as well, like it, it shouldn't be, does he like me? Does he like me? Is he the one? Is he the one? Like, we also have to be like, okay, do I also like him? And can I be this woman that he needs for him as well? Like, do I want to be the girl who cares about all your problems, who um, is going to be the encourager? Do I want to do that for you as well? Like, we're so caught up in, does he like me? Is he the one that we forget to ask? Are you going to be a good woman to him? <laughs> you know, that's all of the work that we have to do. And again, I can't put a time stamp on it, um, but I do know for me, it's going to take time. So as we wrap this episode up, Cameo, is there anything um, we missed? Actually, let me ask it this way. Talk to the girl that was you. Eight, was it eight years ago, that relationship or nine years ago? Not a long time ago, nine right, years ago, I think. <laughs> right. Talk to that girl or even me, 2017 and pre. What does she need to hear now that makes her snap out of morphing into who this guy wants her to be, to become the cameo today, to become Rika today? Talk to her. What is one tangible thing that she can be doing right now? Tangible. Deep, ain't it? I know that's deep. I know it is. I'm like tangible is a challenging word because what I was gonna say, I don't think it's tangible. Oh no, okay. Well then say it. I, I think it comes down to trusting yourself. I feel like that's tangible. I, I, like tr like trusting yes. trusting yourself. Because I think that was my that was something that I hadn't conceptualized. Like, what does it mean to trust your feelings over trusting his feelings? So when something is uneasy, lean into that. Yes. You know when you don't like something he did even though he's trying to act like i'm the person because it was emotionally abusive act like it's my fault or gaslight you know 
trust yourself, trust your gut, like lean into your feelings about how you it, like, don't acknowledge like that's that authentic, authentically you confessions. You have to like, I don't like, I don't like what he said. It made me feel this way. Like link, like and articulate that and share that and and ask those questions because the truth was I was afraid to ask him some of the questions about why would you do that things I knew like if why would you talk to me like that why would you think that's okay because I honestly deep down inside I knew the truth I just had to I- I- acknowledge it. Talk about I don't know if it's tangible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get out of here! What? When you said trust yourself, when you feel uneasy, lean into that. I, Rika needed to hear that in 2017. In 2015, when I got with him, I needed to hear that because that is what it is. We feel like we're just tripping. Mm-hmm. So, and he's right. So it is what it is. <laughs> like, I guess I need to do whatever it is I got to do to save this relationship. That is so powerful. In fact, I'm going to figure out how to make that the title of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so good and you're so right there were so many questions i was afraid to ask him but the truth ain't afraid of questions look cameo got a lot of one-liners in this one See, this is why ladies and gentlemen cameo king how can we listen to your podcast how can we get a hold of cameo somebody wants to slide into your dms right now women not men (laughs) i ain't pimping out my friend I was listening. I was gonna say, pin me out. I'm still looking for a belt. It's like, no, let me stop. Let me, <laughs> let me stop. Don't come into my DMs. Okay. Like, uh. we're not doing that. <laughs> um, oh, so always, you can always listen to us wherever podcasts are found. It's the Good Girl Podcast. I think on some platforms, unfortunately, it hasn't switched over or I haven't figured out how to switch it over, but it may still be Good Girl Radio. But, um, for the most part, it is it is the Good Girl Podcast. You can always head to thegoodgirlpodcast.com. Obviously, we are on um, Instagram at the Good Girl Podcast, and we are on Facebook as well. And I'm on Facebook too. I'm friendly. I'm friendly on Facebook, so you can find me um, on Facebook there too. Um, and feel free to drop your confessions um, in. Like I'm afraid to ask my boyfriend uh why did you talk to me like and then we have those type of conversations and we unpack them kind of just like the conversation we had here just very free-flowing open but it very much creates an environment for cultivating I mean for healing and for kind of releasing that bondage when first you see that somebody else is going through it but their their healing process also frees frees the next person and their acknowledgement of it also frees the next person. And it could be healing in somebody else's story. We had a, and I'm, and I'm gonna be done, but we have a, um, <laughs> a bison. I'm worried about you, because I'm like, it's like 10 o'clock in Michigan. I, I can do this in three hours, but it's late for you. But anyway, go ahead. It is late, and it's funny, because it's. I feel like it's been dark for like eight hours, because you know <laughs> I get <laughs> hate the wintertime, I know, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Um, but, like, for example, when I talk about healing through other people's confessions, too, we have this amazing confession coming up with another bison. I think he was WH, w, um, HBC. I think he was. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, oh, the radio station, WHBC, Channel 51. Who is yeah, it? Can I know I, or are you waiting? Huh? Who are you talking about? Can I know or are you waiting? Oh, no, you can. Mm, well, no, he, he, he 
he he wrote about it on his Facebook. And so we just kind of translated it into a podcast. Jay Haw. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So he had a confession. He wrote a blog about it, but we talked about it. His confession. Yes. I oh I forgot to read his blog. It was yes. Wait, I don't want to um, I don't want to reveal. We'll wait. Oh, you should. I mean, he okay, we can wait. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I just don't want to reveal something that you haven't revealed yet. But Oh, okay. no, it's fine. It's, oh, okay. It's, okay. It's, I mean, the confession is like I was an F boy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that reminds me I need to go read that blog. I I didn't know that I think I saw that you posted on his Facebook page, but now that I know it's come together, I cannot wait to listen to that podcast. That is beautiful. I love it. Yeah, shout out to the Bison. Shout out to um, Kamala Harris, uh, VP of the United States, VP elect. She also went to Howard University and she's mm-hmm. an AKA. Just listen. Like, just like Miss Cameo King. <laughs> Getting her pinky. Um, and I did look up your podcast on Apple Podcasts. So on Apple Podcasts, it's called The Good Girl Podcast. I don't know. I, I only listen on Apple Podcasts, so maybe on Google or Spotify. It is called Good Girl Radio, but um, yeah. And so there it is. Thank you so much for being on my show. It went a lot longer than <laughs> we thought, but it was so good. So as I always say on my episodes, I hope you brought pen and paper or you use your notes app on your phone because there were some gems uh, in this conversation. So thank you for coming to my platform. Thank you for having me, Rika. Always, always a pleasure. Um, and I just, I admire the work that you're doing, admire the um, development for women um, and your call to women. And I believe you're probably, and you are affecting the lives of men as well, because once one person is healed, it's like a ripple effect. Yeah. Um, so keep it up. I always got your back. Tell me whenever you need me, I'm here. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I love it. Okay, okay, okay. What were your takeaways? This is why I tell you, use your notes app. Have your pen and notebook ready when you're listening to Single You, the podcast. So what were your takeaways? I want to hear that from you. Okay, so there's three things that I'm going to tell you right now. One is for me. And then the last two are other ways that I can be of service to you on your journey of discovering your worth so that you can stop tying your identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. I want to help you as much as I can, okay? So what were your takeaways? Can you like write down a quote, take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast, you know, on your phone, put it in your Instagram story and then tag me. And don't forget to put the quote there or say, Rika, this was my takeaway. And bam! I want to read it because not only does it help me understand who's listening to my podcast, what the takeaways were, so maybe I can expound on it more, but it's just great to know that you're listening. So I just want to know that you're listening, okay? All right, so the show notes will have the information to get a hold of the guest on this episode. So if there was a guest and you're like, I want to get a hold of that person, it is in the show notes, all right? What else is in the show notes is this. Here are two other ways that I can be of service to you when you are ready. Grab my free Single You Academy mini course, okay? You want it for free? I will have a free trial for you. All you have to do is let me know that you want it. It's three writing prompts to help you discover your worth, plus the How to Get Over Him video with worksheet. And in that, you will also learn the top three boundaries that you need to have 
when it comes to men. And really, people, society, your kids, it's interchangeable. But if you want to learn that, I got you. But you got to got you, right? (laughs) Um, All right. So in the show notes, the link will be there. And then you sign up for it. And then I will send you the login and information in your email. So always make sure you're checking your email if you sign up for something from me. Also, how else can I be of service to you? Well, iron sharpens iron. And the Bible also says it's not good for man to be alone. And to me, it doesn't mean romantically. It actually means just community, people who are like you and like-minded. When you want to be strengthened, then you need to be around people who are a little bit stronger than you in that area. So join me in my free Facebook group, Singleness is Not a Punishment. You can search that on Facebook. It's there. Answer a few questions. I'll let you in the group. It's a private Facebook group. The link is also in the show notes. Now, before I get out of here, I just want to tell you my prayer to God, right? So after I went through my journey of discovering my worth so that I stopped tying my identity to men and stopped being a man pleaser, I began to ask like, okay, I know that I did it for myself. Now, how can I teach other women to do it? Because I remember when I got out of my abusive relationship in 2017, I heard God say, I will use your story. And then in the Purpose Driven Life, Pastor Rick Warren writes, Your greatest shame will be the thing that heals others. And then also reading Gabrielle Union's book, We're Gonna Need More Wine, when I went on my solo trip to Mexico. Hopefully you've heard this story because you've been listening to my podcast. If you haven't, go back. It's in, I don't know what episode, but it's there. But anyway, when I read her book, I felt in community, in communion with her. So in knowing that God said, I'm gonna use this story, I was like, okay, I need to start sharing and uh, get a step over my shame. <laughs> when I first started sharing, I still had a lot of shame, but I don't anymore. But anyway, I said, okay, so I need to start sharing so then another woman can feel in communion with me and she will say, I am not alone. And now my prayer is, God, have the women you want me to help hear my voice. Have her reach out to me. And so I don't know who I'm talking to. If that is you, reach out to me. You are drowning. I have the life vest. You are sick of these dysfunctional relationships. I have a formula that will stop you from being in another dysfunctional relationship. Now, nothing is perfect and I don't get to write everybody's story, but I got to tell you the testimonials I got from myself and from other clients of mine, my formula is working. So if you are burnt out on those dysfunctional relationships, you've hit the wall. You're the type of woman who gives your all to a man and you're always trying to satisfy your man and go the extra mile. But it has never worked out for you. And again, you're burnt out. You're over it. Reach out to me. I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you are the woman I'm praying for, hear my voice and reach out to me because I don't know you. Right. I don't I don't know you. You found me somehow. And the only way I'm going to know that you need my help is if you ask. The Bible also says you have not because you ask not. Don't be embarrassed, girlfriend. I'm here. I'm here. Reach out to me if you need to. Um, Again, the writing prompts and also the Facebook group links are in the show notes. My Instagram is also in the show notes. I am just me, Rika. If you don't want to check, reach out to me right now and ask me anything. My DM is open to you, girl. Okay. (laughs) All right. Like, 
subscribe, rate this podcast. Please share this podcast because maybe a woman you know is the woman I am assigned to help. So there we go. All right. Thanks for listening. This is Single You, the podcast. 